You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Episode 179 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Hope one. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Hahn. Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing subscribing, telling your friends about this podcast, and welcome to my post-election podcast, my first podcast post-election. Hope you caught me on News Nation on election night. I wasn't on until late, uh, but I have been on a couple times since then, uh, Monday night, which I'm actually taping this beforehand, and I'll be on Tuesday night, so the night this premieres. So uh, check me out on News Nation's at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY for my appearances. I'll be on Fox Business on Wednesday. All shows that I was on where I said this would not be a red wave where the Democrats would hold the Senate. And it turns out I was right. Uh, And turns out people chose democracy over whiny little bitches. You know, I, I was talking to somebody about this earlier. And they were asking, you know, what do you think the Democrats did right to win, you know, you know, basically outperform what any anybody who's looked at politics over the last, you know, 50 years will tell you president's ratings are low. Right track, wrong track is in the complete wrong track direction. Economy is struggling. People feel that there's inflation that is destroying their lives all things that they would take out on the incumbent party. But the people who were trying to replace them, their closing arguments were about a stolen election that everybody's like, really? That, that's your solution? I, 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 can't pay my, uh, I can't pay for home heating oil in my house. And you want to tell me that you're going to make your priority if you're elected governor of the state of Arizona relitigating the 2020 election? Turns out that mattered to a lot of people in Arizona. At least I hope they haven't called for Katie Hobbs yet, but it's looking pretty good. And I got to tell you, the more I think about it, 
uh, the more I I feel that that mattered in Arizona, at least in that race. I mean, uh, Mark Kelly cruised uh, in in that race. He won by about six points. Uh, the Secretary of State Democrat, uh, Mr. Fuentes, defeated his election denying opponent pretty easily in that state. It turns out people don't want guys running the election who are going to choose who wins. Wow. Thank God. God bless America. (laughs) I mean, it's fantastic. But her race is close. They haven't called it yet. And as I said, she didn't run a a particularly aggressive campaign. But Carrie Lake's closing message, literally her ads. She was running ads in the final week of the election complaining about the 2020 election. That had to turn off. Look, Katie Hobbs is going to win by less than 1% of the vote. And as I have said many times, when it's a 50-50 electorate, everything matters. And I think that Carrie Lake turned a lot of people off. A lot of people. So God bless America. And, uh, you know, look, I, I, I think we all have reasons to feel hopeful right now. And uh, as I taped this on Monday night, we are waiting on Tuesday the announcement that Donald Trump will run for president in 2024. Oh, my God. Does that mean I got to talk about it for two more years? Here's the thing, America. If he runs, he will be the Republican nominee. And if he is the Republican nominee, the Republicans will lose badly, even worse than this year. And let me tell you, they should be in position to take the Senate in two years. Democrats have to defend 21 seats in the U.S. Senate, including John Tester, okay, who's from a very conservative state. Uh, You might have heard of a guy named Joe Manchin from West Virginia, a state that Trump won uh, almost with 70% of the vote. So it's going to be a tough year to be a Democrat running for Senate in two years. Unless Donald Trump is the nominee and his entire campaign will be about, I was robbed. They robbed me. They robbed me blind. They should redo the, this is, they should let me do two terms because they robbed me. Two more terms because I was robbed. I was, I know the constitution says you're only allowed to serve for eight years, but I think I should get, I think I should get two more terms because they robbed me. That's going to be his campaign. That's the campaign. That's the message. Oh, and by the way, if you're a Republican running for the United States Senate and that is not your message, he will primary you and put somebody in there who it is their message. And people like that didn't do too well, did they? With one exception, J.D. Vance in a very red state, quite frankly. But how Dr. Oz, how's that Senator Dr. Oz doing? I guess not, right? I guess he's already back in New Jersey. From what I understand, he's already back at the Jersey Shore enjoying his beach house. Uh, good for you, Dr. Oz. Enjoy your beach house. But it, it, it it's it, it's where we're going, right? And, and here's my hope. My hope is that the media doesn't buy into the BS of the Trump rally going forward. And they stop broadcasting every word that that whiny little bitch says. Because it is time for us to move on from him. The media created him. The media who he blasts every day created him. And I think we need to learn our lesson and not give him the oxygen he craves so much. So yes, there will be broad 
coverage of his announcement tomorrow. And there should be. And there'll be a lot of analysis. I'm Like I said, I'm going on the air. I'm taping this at about 7.30. I'm going on the air about 8.30 to talk about it. And there'll be lots of analysis about Donald Trump for the party and blah, 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 blah. He is horrible for the Republican Party. Horrible for the Republican Party. And as much as they want to walk away from them, you, you've seen the covers of the New York Post. You've heard the analysis on Fox News. It doesn't matter. He is going to win the primary. And they will then rally right behind him. And they will go down with him. This time, there will be no coming back from it. Now, one caveat. We got to make sure we we nominate a great candidate if it's not Joe Biden. And I, look, I think it could be Joe Biden. Why not? All the exit polls tell me that he's significantly more popular than Donald Trump. But we got to nominate somebody who's a knockout here, who's going to appeal to a broad cross-section of Americans and uh, and bring it home and make sure this person's thoroughly vetted. Not that it matters, I guess. Like, does it really matter, right? The Republicans are running a guy in Georgia in the runoff, Herschel Walker, uh, with multiple abortions to his name, multiple children from multiple women, some of whom he never acknowledged was his kid. And his... His platform was family values. And he just denied, denied, denied. By the way, let me give you my prediction in in Georgia. Raphael Warnock in a walk. That doesn't mean we don't work hard for it. But now that the Senate has been won and Brian Kemp is not on the ticket with Raphael Warnock, now you got to come out and vote for that train wreck because you want to. There is nothing at stake for Republicans in Georgia they got to now show up to vote for a guy like that. A guy who, you know, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle basically said it. He's observably, observantly stupid. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It is pathetic that he's their candidate. And again, Donald Trump. Thank you. Thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you for that. So here we are. We should all be extremely happy by the results of Tuesday night's election. We should all be extremely happy. It, uh, it, look, and and I'm going to take a break in a minute. And again, it's just me tonight. I didn't do a radio show last week. Um, I might not do a radio show this week. I'm actually uh, considering taking one more week off from radio. But um, It's just me tonight, and I'm going to talk about the House of Representatives on the other side of this break, which still has not been called. Here we are, almost a week after Election Day, and this red wave uh, might pick them up enough seats to barely control the House of Representatives and have an unmanageable majority. Uh, And uh, I have said multiple times for the last two years that Kevin McCarthy will never be Speaker of the House, and I'm going to say that again tonight, after the break. (laughs) But... But it, look, the red wave didn't materialize. We should all be extremely happy. We outperformed what we should have. Everything mattered. Everything you did mattered. If you phone banked in Michigan, if you phone banked in Arizona, if you gave $5, you know what? We won by the skin of our teeth in some of these races. Everything mattered. And everything matters. That is the lesson you should take away from this election. When elections are 50-50, the margins matter. 
whatever moves the needle just a little tiny bit makes all the difference in the world. Young people showed up. We had this conversation last week. I don't know if I had it here. I've been having so many political conversations. I was so tired last week. I went to Chicago to do TV. Uh, I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning to catch a flight, got to Chicago, um, basically went for a run, had lunch with a good friend of mine, and uh, and then went back to the hotel, tried to sleep, couldn't because it's election day. How can I sleep on election day? So I got up, had a Red Bull, went to the studio, didn't leave the studio till 2 a.m. Central Time, which in my mind was 3 o'clock in the morning, got back to the hotel. Friends were still calling me because it's election night, was on the phone for another hour, then went to sleep, got up, ran, got back on a plane, came back. I was really tired on Wednesday. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm still a little punchy from election night. I'm still a little giddy from election night. I'm going to be even more giddy And, you know, some of you are probably giddy right now because you know the results of the Arizona gubernatorial election. I don't know them yet. I don't think Katie Hobbs can be caught. And if you've listened to this show, you've heard me criticize the Hobbs campaign. And by the way, I stand by those criticisms. I think she should have debated her. I think we would be celebrating Katie Hobbs as governor of Arizona right now had she done that. I think she gave people a reason not to vote for her. And again, when things are won on the margins, you got to you got to do everything you can to win and convince everybody. But congratulations anyway. I mean, look, she's would have beaten, in my opinion, one of the most dangerous Republicans in America. I mean, Katie, uh, Carrie Lake is a more polished version of Donald Trump. A completely polished camera ready version of Donald Trump who, you know, likes a soft filter. So, you know, I'm not going to complain. I like a soft filter, too. I'm not getting any younger. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And Katie Hobbs beat her. So it worked. Uh, it wouldn't be the way I did it would, would have done it, but it worked. So, uh, tip, tip of the cap to, uh, Katie Hobbs and her campaign and, and her team. And a lot of you probably heard me complain about it because you listened to my show, but you know, she probably won. We should be giddy about that. Ding dong. Carrie Hobbs is not going to be governor. I'm sure she'll show up in the nine o'clock hour. Uh, on Sunday night on, you know, Fox or Newsmax or who knows. She's going to get a show, right? We're one of those crazy. She's going to get a crazy show somewhere. She's, she's fine. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be back and I'll talk about the house. Stay where you are. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work. Tasks are taking forever to complete and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. The CarPro Show podcast is available on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify. I can't take my husband anywhere. He's constantly behaving like a five-year-old, snorting, joking, yapping with strangers. It's so embarrassing. But the one period when he's fully engrossed in anything is if he's listening to the CarPro Show podcast. Here they are now on the 
He gets to hear Jerry and Kevin share all the latest and greatest news and information about the CarPro Friends universe, reviews and commentary on all the newer vehicle lineups from every major brand, stories and testimonials about ultimate car buying experiences through CarPro.com, and certified CarPro Friends at dealers nationwide. My only regret is when this two-hour break from you-know-who ends. Save yourself! Grab some me time by tuning into the CarPro Show podcast on your device anytime, anywhere. Listen to the CarPro Show on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. CarPro.com. All right, I'm back. Hey, don't forget to follow me on Twitter. You know, I, I assume it's still going to exist. I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. I'm Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram, which is where I will retreat to when Twitter finally collapses. I don't think it's going to collapse. Let, let's, you know, I, I don't want to get too much into the Twitter conversation tonight. I do think it's a slow-moving train wreck over there, but I think ultimately Twitter will be salvaged. Maybe this guy gets out of it and somebody takes it over. There's just too many people still using it for it to just be worthless. I don't think it's worth $45 billion, but it's worth something to somebody, and they better figure it out real soon or people are going to look. I lost 3,000 followers since Elon Musk took over. I guess people have left Twitter. I, I You know... I just want the guy to give me an edit button. I'm just waiting for that. Um, somebody tells me, you know, that that was one of the things you could have got with Twitter Blue, but I'm never going to subscribe to Twitter Blue now that he wants to make people get their check mark for it. It's a little ridiculous, but follow me there. And at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram, ChristopherHahn.com is my website. I don't update it that often, but it links to everything else. So finally tonight, let's talk about the House of Representatives. So... Democrats still have a chance to hold on to the House, but it's going to take uh, the equivalent of an inside straight uh, in poker. Uh, they they need to to really pull out, you know, an ace on the river. And I don't know that that's going to happen. Let's hope it does. Uh, but let's assume for the conversation we're about to have that it doesn't, that the Democrats don't take the House. And by the way, I had counted them out in the House for much of the year, and I was wrong. Uh, we should have considered the House winnable. And quite frankly, it's it's New York. Uh, Democrats lost four seats in New York, uh, including two on Long Island, where I live, two seats that had been held by Democrats, both who have retired this year. Uh, and the seats were redistricted, but looked pretty much like they did before the redistricting. And the Democrats lost those seats, including one, you know, the South Shore that had been basically in Democratic hands since the 90s. Uh, Carolyn McCarthy had it and then uh, Kathleen Rice and, and Kathleen Rice retired this year, left Congress this year. I'm sure she's not retired. Um, so we had a chance to take the House and I think but for uh, some particularly local politics and political issues in New York this year, we may have held the House. Um the Democrats tried to uh, gerrymander the congressional map, and it was so extreme that it got tossed out by the New York State Court of Appeals, which is the highest court here in New York. And uh, that's sad because we could have held the House. So let's assume, though, that the Republicans have a two or three seat majority in the House of Representatives. Now, I've been paying very close attention to this, and 
I don't see Kevin McCarthy becoming Speaker of the House. He, he's got, you know, Speaker of the House is not like Majority Leader in the Senate. Majority Leader in the Senate, you need 50% of your caucus to support you. And maybe Mitch McConnell has a problem, maybe he doesn't. I, I don't think he does. I know that there's been some, you know, you know Marco Rubio has said maybe we should wait. Um, you know, Josh Hawley says, the, the old party's dead, we need to start again. Yeah, why don't we start by throwing out the insurrectionist, you. Um, so, you know, maybe he has a problem. I find it hard to believe that he'll have a problem. But in the House, the vote is on the floor. You need... 218 votes to become Speaker of the House. Now, anybody could be Speaker of the House. I mean, you know, for all we know, Trump's announcement on Tuesday is that he's running for Speaker of the House. I don't think that's it, but it could be. Kevin McCarthy's got a bunch of people. Uh, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Willie Gomert, they all have big power over him right now, and they're all basically trying to extract demands from him in exchange for his vote. Matt Gates said today, Monday, that he will not be voting for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House. Okay, that means he's got, he can lose two more if they have a three-seat majority in the House of Representatives. I got to tell you something. My money's on him losing those three seats, those three votes, now, does that open the door for Democrats to become, to, you know, can Nancy Pelosi still become Speaker of the House? Possibly. Anything can happen. I mean, you know, if Kevin McCarthy has to kowtow to the extreme MAGA wing of his party in order to become Speaker, you know, some moderates in swing districts who maybe just got elected might not be too keen for that. They might decide, you know what, maybe we'll take our chances with either Nancy Pelosi or somebody else. From the outside, a non-member of Congress to become Speaker of the House. I, it, it, look, it's allowed constitutionally. You could vote for me for Speaker of the House if you want. I, I wouldn't accept it if you offered it to me, but I appreciate the, the vote. So I think it's going to be a rough couple of weeks for Kevin McCarthy. And I do not think he is going to emerge victorious even if there is some sort of announcement that there's a unified caucus behind Kevin McCarthy in the next week or two, don't expect that to last till January 1st or 2nd when they actually have the vote. And you got to have the vote on the floor of the House of Representatives. It's, look, good luck. (laughs) Good luck, baby. I mean, you were supposed to have a red wave and you didn't. You barely picked up 10 seats. You barely picked up. I don't even think you picked up 10 seats. Looks like you're picking up eight. You're going to barely have the majority. It is going to be the smallest majority, I think, ever in the House of Representatives. And God knows how you hold that together. Man, somebody gets a cold and can't show up to vote on the floor on the day of the vote. And you also lost Matt Gaetz's vote. You might just get Nancy Pelosi because there's going to be more Democrats voting than Republicans. I'm just saying, he's got a really tough road to hoe to hold that majority together. And even if he is able to cobble together the votes to become Speaker of the House, he's going to get nothing done. And this is the message, right? The Republican Party's message in the midterms 
to the voters is we're going to investigate Joe Biden. We're going to impeach Joe Biden. We're going to do endless hearings on Hunter Biden's laptop. They're going to do Benghazi 2.0, only it's Hunter Biden's laptop. And the American people are saying, well, yeah, you talk about inflation. You blame them for inflation. What are you doing? What are you? What is your investigation of Hunter Biden's laptop going to do to stop inflation? Nothing. Which is why in 2024, they will lose again. Because they are not a serious party intent on solving problems. They are a party of grievance, of complaining, of whining, of moaning, and the American people rejected that. In a year where the Republicans, given the given the economy, given the president's approval rating, they should have picked up 40 seats in the House and three seats in the Senate. They will lose a seat in the Senate and barely pick up eight seats in the House. And all eight of those seats, my friends, can be attributed to gerrymandering alone. That's the only gains they made. Oh, we're talking about them picking up seats? Yeah, they picked up seats through gerrymandering and nothing else. They picked their voters. The voters rejected them because they are not serious. And the voters and, and the American people have serious issues on their mind. They don't have grievance culture on their mind. They have serious problems they want addressed by their Congress. And trust me, they will lose again because they are not serious. And they might not even take control out of the house. Okay, watch. All right. Look, I'm fired up. You can tell I got to do TV in, in about a half an hour or so. I'm going to try to calm down so I'm not uh, blowing out the speakers there. But I want to remind you, I want to thank you again for listening. And I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there. And I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work. Tasks are taking forever to complete. And getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.